Hey everyone, welcome to Pop Culture Pastor, where we look at movies, music, comics, and more from the perspective of faith. again, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode. I am Chris Perry, your self-proclaimed pop culture pastor. You know, as a pastor, I do take seriously my commitment to, to helping others, to healing others, to making this world a better place. And so, of course, that's the reason why I'm doing this. You know, we're healing the world with podcasting. <laughs> okay, well, honestly, if there's anything that's more meaningless than, you know, comedy, surely it's this, right? Just another white guy giving his opinion on things that don't really matter already. Uh, so I don't know, maybe all of this that we're doing here is kind of pointless and in vain. You know, does the internet really need more content? Do I have anything to say? I'm honestly not so sure. I'm not really sure why you're listening, probably because you know me and you're just trying to be nice, but come on, this is, this is all kind of a waste of time. So you know what, I think, I think we're just going to call it for today and, and this is all pointless. So yeah, I, I think, I think we're just going to stop. Okay. Oh, all right. Bye. We're done. Well, okay. You're here. So, you know, actually I'm, I'm not the first person to point out how pointless a lot of things are. That's been going on for actually centuries. So why not me? Well, our subject today actually is about all of this. Uh, We're talking about Bo Burnham and his special inside. So about a year ago, May 30th, 2021, Bo Burnham released on Netflix the special inside. Uh, This is a comedy special that he recorded during the pandemic, completely in isolation. So everything, the filming, the writing, the editing, the songs, uh, all of that was, was just him. And so the, the special, you know, there's a lot of funny songs in it, but, but really it's about him dealing with mental health issues. It's him struggling with the, the ridiculousness of the world. But that's nothing new under the sun, right? Yes, the world went pretty crazy in 2020. It felt like everything was happening all at once, but that's happened before too. And so like, we're going to put Bo in conversation with the most pessimistic, depressed book of the Bible, Ecclesiastes. So I'll give a little background on both of our subjects today. So Bo Burnham is really, he was an early YouTube star when YouTube launched uh, and was a pretty new platform. He recorded some silly songs that he wrote in, in his bedroom. He was you know, 15 or 16 at the time and, and posted them on the internet and they were one of the very first viral YouTube videos. You know, they're, they're pretty cringy now. I think even he, and you see this in the special, is kind of reckoning with the fact that he doesn't like some of his early material, but he also knows that he wouldn't be where he is without that material. And so really his, his comedy career started really young. And from there he went on to uh, make several comedy specials like What and Make Happy. And as he got deeper into it and was performing a lot more, uh, the, the specials, the comedy that he made, focus a lot actually on the nature of performance, that he's doing it for us, for the audience, but it's also for him. And there's this kind of weird relationship where he loves them and he hates them and he needs them, but he, he wants to be rid of them. Uh, this is 
best depicted in the song Can't Handle This from the end of, of Make Happy. Um, and, and kind of noticing how we're all doing that. We're all performing all the time for one another, right? Like when you make a podcast so that people will listen to what you have to say. But even without that, right, social media is just us performing for other people's, living our lives uh, as if our friends are an audience, and thinking about what is that doing to us as human beings, and if that's uh, kind of destroying society. Uh, it, it obviously took a toll on Bo because he had to take a break from performing. Uh, he started having panic attacks while he was on stage and, and severe anxiety issues. So he stepped back from comedy. He started uh, doing other work, uh, writing and film for films, directing and, and doing some acting. And then he was about to go back to performing publicly in 2020. But as he describes in the song All Eyes on Me in, in the Inside special, the funniest thing happened. And speaking of uh, funny things that aren't really funny, we have our biblical author of the book of Ecclesiastes. Now, the, the name of the author in Hebrew is Koheleth. That's the, the name of the book, the title that, it, that it's given, and then the name that the author uses for himself. It's not totally clear what Koheleth means, but it's something related to the idea of a gathering or an assembly. And so you'll sometimes see it translated as the teacher or the preacher. A teacher probably uh, gets it right in, in some way. Now, one of the important things that uh, is, is pretty clear, according to most scholarship, is that Koheleth is not actually Solomon. Now, it was probably written centuries later. It seems like it's from the, the Persian period. So this is after the Babylonian exile, um, hundreds of years after the time of Solomon. And, you know, it, it kind of actually solves one of the questions of the book of, if, if this is the king, why isn't he fixing more of these problems that he complains about? Right? Don't complain about oppression if you are the most powerful person in your country. What's more likely is that Koheleth is, is kind of using Solomon as, as a character, and, and sometimes he kind of puts on that face, uh, because Solomon is associated with, with wisdom literature. That's what Ecclesiastes it's, it is. It's in that section of our Bibles that sometimes is called the wisdom literature, where it's, uh, in, instead of prophecy, where it's a direct word from God, it's looking at the world around you and discerning what you can know about God and what you can learn about life just from what you see. And one of the things, the key theme of the book is what Kohela sees when he looks at the world is vanity. Right? Vanity of vanities. That's, that's a very common phrase that shows up a lot in the book. So we're going to look specifically at, at what that term means what he means by it, um, how sometimes translations get it wrong, to really understand what this book is trying to do. Uh, but that's, that's the second verse of, of the book. Vanity of vanities, says Koheleth. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Or as he says uh, a little bit later in the first chapter, I saw all the deeds that are done under the sun, and see, all is vanity, and chasing after a wind. So this, this Hebrew word that gets translated as Vanity is hevel, uh, and literally it just means a breath or a vapor. And so to, to translate it as, as something more is already trying to interpret what this, this metaphor means for the author. So vanity is like King James and New Revised Standard. That's kind of what I prefer, even though that's kind of an outdated word now. You'll find other translations that'll translate it as uh, meaningless or pointless. Uh, I think that 
is actually going a little further and and stating what what it means. Might be reading a little bit too much into it, uh, but others will say it's like futile, right? Which is still kind of pointless, or it's it's like smoke. So that's the same idea of, of the breath. Really, the best way to translate it is is not with a word, but with a sigh, right? It's just kind of a right. And we feel that. Look at the world, and has that ever been your reaction? Um, it, it's the idea more that everything is temporary. Nothing lasts. Everything is, is fleeting. And sometimes that does make it absurd. And, but the, I think the open question is that we want to think about today, does that make it meaningless? Right? If life is sometimes ridiculous and stupid, and it doesn't, nothing that you do actually lasts, is it meaningless? I don't know. <laughs> Let's see what Kohela says about it. So as you go through the early chapters of the book, you know, the structure of it is, you know, a, a little bit chaotic. Um, but the early chapters of Ecclesiastes are doing something that's often referred to as the great experiment, right? So our author is looking around and everywhere he sees this hevel, right? The, the fleeting nature of life. So you see consistently through the first few chapters, the statement of, then I saw, or then I searched, or then I considered this. And so he's just thinking about different aspects of life, things you might build your life around and seeing why th- they don't work, right? So he talks about wisdom, and he points out that the more knowledge that you have, the more sorrow you have, right? Uh, the more you know, the more you suffer is, is a meme that I think I found recently. And I think that sums it up pretty well. He talks about pleasure, right? Like to just do all the things that you want to do in life, right? Wine, eating, other sorts of uh, pleasurable things. But then he comes to realize, like, but what's the point of that, right? It, you can kill yourself with it, or it, it's, you're never satisfied, right? So there's always more that you could do. And then he turns uh, in, in what seems like a more positive direction to work, right? Well, doesn't our work matter? Can't we do something uh, meaningful there, well, a lot of times, your work doesn't last either, right? If you build something, eventually it's going to crumble. If you earn money through, through your work, well, eventually you're going to die and some idiot's going to inherit it and you have no say in what they're going to do with all that wealth that you work to acquire. He, other, he sees other problems like oppression, right? Where there's, there's no comfort on either side, right? The oppressed, obviously... Uh, aren't being, they need comfort through this, and even the oppressors um, aren't comfortable, right? They're acting out of their own hurts as well. There's problems of, of loneliness, right? Uh, being on your own is definitely worse, but then also the question of, but if, if I have other people in my life, who am I really doing this for? Do they appreciate what I'm doing on their behalf or not? And so you come to the end of chapter two, for example, And he says, what do mortals get from all the toil and strain with which they toil under the sun? For all their days are full of pain, and their work is a vexation. Even at at night, their minds do not rest. This also is vanity. This also is hevel, you might say. Which again, that connect with you, right? Why am I doing all this hard stuff that I'm doing? Uh, you work hard all day, and then even at night, you can't get your mind to turn off. It all just seems like maybe there is no point to it. And this idea of loneliness, well, that definitely is central to Bo Burnham's inside. Right? As I mentioned, he, he recorded this in 2020 by himself 
in the pandemic, right? He's quarantining all alone at his house. And so you see him struggling with, with the, the effect of loneliness. But Bo sees a lot of other problems, too, in the special. So as you go through it, uh, one of the big things that he talks about is, is also the injustice and oppression of the world. Right? There's a song that he does with his uh, sock puppet, Socko, talking about you know, how the world works. And, you know, at first he wants to give this kind of positive spin of, yeah, it's just all the, the birds and the trees and the bugs and everything just work in harmony, and that's how the world works. But uh, then his sock puppet comes in to point out how, well, actually the way that the world works is, you know, the systems of power and wealth uh, that people use to dominate and, um, and keep people in their places. And, yeah, that seems to be how the world works sometimes. He sings a lot about Jeffrey Bezos, uh, the, the owner of Amazon. He doesn't always say a lot about him, but I think he's pointing out the way that you know, we elevate somebody as if that's, that's life, right? That's the goal, to start your own company and make a bazillion dollars that you can never use and never spend. And uh, that's, that's winning, right? Um, it's, it's the same problem that Koheleth points out, even though it doesn't seem like Jeffrey Bezos has really learned that too well. Bo also talks a lot about the idea of life being short. You know, during uh, the filming of the special, he turns 30. And so he has a whole song about this of just like, is, is this really happening? Am I really turning 30? And kind of reflecting on your life and thinking about, you know, how little progress it feels like he's made. And I know a lot of younger people feel like they've made at this point in their life compared to a generation or two before. And even... In some of the darker moments of the special, this idea of life being short uh, or being so hard, there's some kind of suicidal ideation. This thinking of like, it's, it's not even worth it, right? Uh, <laughs> the statement that he makes at one point of like, you know, don't kill yourself, but, but if I could be dead for like 18 months, I would do it right now. Maybe you felt that way during the pandemic or the time after that. Um, if that really is something you're struggling with, I, I hope you do honestly reach out to someone um, because that's that's not an option that, that exists. When you're gone, you're gone. But what do we do with, with the shortness of life? And when we look at it and it seems like nothing really seems to help. Well, both, um, you know, Bo and Ecclesiastes are going to look at ways that we can cope with this. Now, one of the things that Bo focuses on is the way that, that we try to cope with these feelings of uh, injustice and, and the shortness of life and the ridiculousness of society, uh, we try and connect through technology. But the problem is that that usually actually just contributes to the loneliness. The connection is not a true connection. And you hear that in a lot of the, the different songs through the special. You have the song uh, FaceTime with My Mom, where... Um, no offense to any moms out there who might be listening, but you know sometimes technology with uh, a generation that's older than you is can be a little bit frustrating at times. Um, that's what the song's about. I'm not making that statement. That's just what Bo is trying to say. He has a song about sexting and to think about the way that technology makes uh, relationships much more difficult uh, when you're lonely and you have a phone where you can reach out to people and uh, sometimes people don't make the best choices with those devices and it just adds all these layers, right? Like relationships and sex are always complicated for human beings and phones a lot of times just seem to make that harder. 
You know, he talks specifically about the internet and the idea that, you know, living all of our lives in public on social media um, with kids doing this from a young age maybe wasn't the best plan, right? The fact that we have a little bit of everything all the time, as he sings in Welcome to the Internet, uh, probably is one of the big reasons why we're feeling so anxious and, and feeling like everything is meaningless, right? You start doom scrolling, going through uh, Facebook or the news, and just seeing all the things that are wrong in the world. You're seeing all the ways that everybody else seems to have a much better life, even though we should know that they're curating that just like we are. It does make you feel, I think, that same feeling that Koheleth is talking about of, this is all just hevel. This is all just vanity. And you know, the song, I think, that, that best summarizes that idea, this idea of, of hevel, is the song that funny feeling and this is one where he you know he's kind of putting it on right the whole thing again is always a performance but he this is a song that he performs on an acoustic guitar with you know um, uh, outdoor noises going on and um, he's just kind of pointing out all of these things in life that that do kind of seem pointless let's hear a little bit of this song and we'll come back and and talk about what this song is doing Twenty thousand years of this, seven more to go. Carpool karaoke, Steve Aoki, Logan Paul. A gift shop at the gun range, a mass shooting at the mall. There it is again, that funny feeling. One other quick thing about this song, that funny feeling, before we get into actually analyzing it, some people refer to this as like the millennial "We Didn't Start the Fire," you know, the song by Billy Joel, where he's just listing all these historical tragedies and bad things and saying, you know, it's we didn't start this; it's just always been like that. Uh, I would say actually the the better millennial version of that song is "Love It If We'd Made It" by the 1975. We probably will talk about that song on another podcast. I do think it's interesting, though, that the uh, the kind of boomer prototypical song about this subject, the, the point is, hey, it's not our fault. And the millennial take on it is, well, I guess it's all over. Maybe. Anyway, let's get back to why we're actually talking about this song today. So as you hear in that clip, a lot of what he's doing in the song is just listing different things, right? Things, a lot of from culture, pop culture, and, and some just things that are happening in the world he doesn't really comment on them. He doesn't say, you know, this is bad, this is bad, this is, this is vanity. Uh, and some are pretty obviously not good. You know, he mentions the mass shootings that were happening then and continue to happen seemingly every day now. But then he also mentions things like carpool karaoke or the quote-unquote live-action Lion King, which is kind of a joke because, right, that, that live-action Lion King was still animated just like the other one. It was just more realistic computer animation. And so it's, it's just kind of naming all these things that are going on. And then the chorus says, there it is, again, that funny feeling. Right? And, and that's it. But I don't think he has to say anything else, right? We know exactly what that funny feeling is. I think that funny feeling is the same thing that Koheleth was feeling thousands of years ago. That You just, just look at it. You don't have to comment on how ridiculous all of these things are. 
they just are. And the fact that we spend so much time making them and talking about them and writing internet articles about them and doing podcasts about them, that's also kind of ridiculous. Right? It just gives you that, that funny feeling of this is, if this is all it is, then there's no point to it. And there's also this acknowledgement of, and I don't know how much longer it's, it's going to be able to last. Right? We can't just keep doing the world that we're doing it, uh, and especially in the ways that we're you know, destroying the planet. You know, 20,000 years of this, seven more to go. Well, maybe. Sometimes that's, that's the way it feels. But how would you describe that, that funny feeling? Where have you experienced it in your life? There probably has been a lot in the last few years, especially that when you look at the world, you just think, okay, this is all pointless. This is all hevel. It's all, that's it. You know, the, the clearest example to me, to get a little personal, a couple of years ago, I was on the road driving and I got news from my mom that my dad had been in an accident. And this accident would eventually lead to him dying a few weeks later. And so after I got that news, I turn around and I'm driving back up to the hospital where dad's at, and I see this billboard up on the side of the road, right? It's, as i am been reflecting about my dad and thinking about the possibilities of what could happen, good or bad, not knowing, and, and you know, praying about the situation and, and hoping for the best, I see this billboard advertising Dr. Pepper-scented Kleenex. And I just thought, okay, this is all dumb, right? Like when you get the perspective of the shortness of life, especially, this is what we do with life is create things for blowing our nose that smell like soda. So that's not even that good. Sorry, that's my hot take. And so I just like, you kind of want to laugh and cry at the same time. I think that's part of the, the funny feeling of, you laugh at it because otherwise you, you can't take it. And again, I've felt that a lot over the last couple of years through the pandemic and as we've tried to come out of the pandemic. You know, several people have asked me, why did it take so long to start this podcast? And if I can get real for a minute, for 2020 and 2021, the idea of creating anything just seemed pointless. Like I said, I, I, I was joking about it earlier, but I really did feel like nobody cares what I have to say. People at that time, some were telling me they didn't care to hear what I had to say about more important things. So why am I going to waste time doing something unimportant? You know, I, I, not as severe as Bo does in the special, but I also dealt with depression, right? Coming from the grief of my father's loss. And Again, it makes you just feel like, well, what's the point of, of doing anything? You know, I'm, I'm just trying to survive in my house with little kids who always need something from me. And so I'm just going to go watch YouTube, right? I didn't even read very much during that time. I didn't even read comic books very much, which you would think, well, that's, that's not much commitment, but it, it felt like so much. And so, you know, it's only as I've gotten past that a little bit, that I've been able to get to a place of saying, no, I, I, I think I can do this, this whole podcast thing. But, you know, I, I still get that, that funny, heavy feeling sometimes. I still have days where I just can't really 
do much of anything uh, other than the bare minimum. And maybe you felt that too. You know, as a pastor, I, I deal with so many people that, that are struggling with real intense trauma and anxiety and mental health issues, some brought on by you know, their own grief and loss, some brought on by trauma they experienced in life, some brought on by horrible experiences with churches, which is another thing that made me feel like everything that I was doing was, was kind of pointless and just contributing to, to a problem. So what do we do when we feel that, that funny feeling? Well, at least with the podcast, I've started, so I guess I can't quit now. But if we go back to Koheleth, to the book of Ecclesiastes, I think we do actually get some good advice. Well, let's hear this, and you can decide how you feel about it. So these verses come from chapter 9 of Ecclesiastes. You know, As he's looked at all these problems, acknowledged all of the ways that, that life seems pointless or seems fleeting, Here's kind of one of the ways that he tries to wrap it all up together. He says, Go, eat your bread with enjoyment, and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has long ago approved what you do. Let your garments always be white. Do not let oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy life with the spouse whom you love, all the days of your fleeting life that are given you under the sun, all your fleeting days, because that's your lot in life, and your hard work under the sun. Whatever your hand finds to do, do with all your might. For there's no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in the grave to which you are going. Yay! <laughs> I, mean, it, it, it's, I mean, it's so Ecclesiastes, right? That it's positive, trying to make this big statement, and yet it's still kind of depressing. But I, th- I think it is actually very beautiful, right? You have to acknowledge, yeah, we are all going to end up in the grave, and, you know, I could do a whole tangent on his view of the afterlife and his doubts about there being anything more than this life and, you know, other voices in Scripture that, that point to there being more. And, yeah, that I do believe in the resurrection and, and that bigger hope. And yet, it's still true that we're all going to die, right? We, we can't ignore that fact. And if, if we live our life as if our days are not numbered, uh, I think that's actually the problem. Right? We do have to find the balance of not living in fear of death, but also not pretending that we have all the time in the world, because we don't. And you know, in some sense, uh, our gains here won't matter as much at that point. I think I can still agree with that side of it. And so what do we do if we know that time is short? Well, we make the most of it. We acknowledge that you know, working hard or... Uh, enjoying food and drink, it can't be all that life is, and yet we can enjoy it. He says God has approved of this. God has given us these things to enjoy in this life. Uh, If you don't build your life around it, then they are blessings. Life is short, so enjoy your short life. You know, I hope you do have uh, foods and drinks and things that you enjoy. I hope, you know, you can... Your appearance, I guess, is what he's talking about, that, that you can dress in a way that makes you feel like your true self. I hope, most importantly, that you have people in your life, a spouse or friends or loved ones, that, that you love and you can enjoy life together with them. Those days are numbered too, unfortunately. 
So what can you enjoy in the moments that you have? Right? Every day is a gift. And so you know, what, what Ecclesiastes is trying to do is, is strip away all those things that are not the gift, all those things that we, we try and build our life around and think they're going to give meaning finally. This is going to be something that will last. To acknowledge, yeah, a lot of it's probably not. But I don't actually think that makes it meaningless. If you're not looking for ultimate meaning in things that are not ultimate, then they can be enjoyed for what they are. They can be enjoyed as gifts from the Creator. So, as we wrap up this conversation, what do we all have in common? Me, as another white guy podcaster, Bo Burnham, a genius comedian, and Koheleth, a Hebrew philosopher from 3,000 years ago. Well, as much as we all sometimes feel and have all said in different ways that so much of, of life and the things that we do in life are pointless, we don't actually believe that because we wouldn't bother saying what we're saying if we truly thought it was all meaningless. I wouldn't actually be making this podcast. Bo wouldn't have made his special if it was all just a waste of time. Koheleth wouldn't have written this book if he thought it was pointless, even though he says, you know, more learning creates more suffering, and he's trying to teach us more. Right? We know there's, there's always some tension in that, and yet there is something about putting yourself out there. As he said in that, that last uh, passage that we read, whatever your hand finds to do, do with all your might. Maybe that is a podcast. Maybe that's your, the meal you're going to cook tonight. Maybe that's something that you say to a loved one. Maybe it is your career. Maybe it's not your career. But whatever it is, do it with all your might because this is your only chance. And if you're living a life where there really is no enjoyment, then maybe it's time to reflect on what are some of the things that need to be stripped away. Right? All of you know, both Bo and, and Koheleth are pointing out how unimportant and ridiculous some things are so that we can live for something better. Right? You have to be negative a little bit in order to find the positive. You know, we, we talk some about deconstruction, and, and that's the goal, right? You have to strip that away to acknowledge this is not working. Stop pretending like it is. See that this is not going to last so you can find that what does. You know, creating, whether it's writing wisdom literature, filming a comedy special, recording a podcast, it's all a statement. It's a statement that all of life is not futile, even if a lot of it is, if I can do something that provides a little bit of enjoyment or, or humor or fun or meaning to somebody's life, even just for a little, that matters. What you do matters. That's why, you know, we mentioned views of what comes after this life. Uh, to me, that's why the resurrection is important. Not because it says, oh, you're just going to get infinite time to you know, do all those things that you want to do, so you know, just don't worry about it. It says that no, what you do does matter. In fact, matters more than you might think. Everything that you do in love, everything you create out of love, will endure in some way. And so life is not meaningless. A lot of things in life really are. So maybe we just need to stop trying to hide inside 
and go do something that matters. Don't just try and create more content. Do something that you love and see who else loves it too. Who knows whether it's going to last. It won't last forever, but maybe it doesn't need to. I mean, I know this podcast is not going to actually heal the world, but I enjoy doing it. And so that's enough of a reason to do it. While you have this life, do what brings you joy and see who else finds joy from it. And thinking about what brings us joy actually leads into our final segment today, our pop culture consolations and desolations. As I said before, this is a version of the spiritual practice of the examine by Ignatius of Loyola, where we're looking at what is bringing joy in our life. Where is God at work? Where are there opportunities for joy and love that maybe we turned away from? And so we're asking when it comes to pop culture this week, what is giving life? What is anti-life? Now, obviously, I didn't have a guest today, so I'm just going to give you a couple of, of things, a couple of recommendations, things that are bringing me joy. First is the show, The Great Pottery Throwdown. Uh, this is a pottery competition show. It's on HBO Max. Uh, it's a, a British show, so it's very much in the vein of uh, The Great British Bake Off. And it's one of these, you know, as is often the case with those sort of shows, where it's a competition, but all of the contestants, you know, really have the sense of community and love for each other. And, you know, learning about the, the craft of pottery has, has been really interesting through this. So it's, it's just one of these shows that it's fun to see what they make, but how encouraging they are to one another and how positive they are is what's most life-giving about that show. So it's the Great Pottery Throwdown on, on HBO Max. Uh, as far as desolations go... As I've mentioned before, I'm in a pretty busy time of life. I started, decided to start a podcast while I was also about to start a doctoral program. So that means I don't have as much time for pop culture stuff. And one of the things that's definitely taken a hit is video game time. But uh, I did decide to get in on, on a new video game trend recently, which is the game V Rising. Uh, it's available on Steam. It's a PC-only game right now. Uh, v Rising, you play as a vampire. It's kind of a survival type game where you have to, you know, rebuild your base and you know build up your equipment and abilities again. Uh, so there's survival elements and then combat. It's a little bit uh, like Diablo, in in that sense. And you know, I'm usually very far behind on video game trends and things. So I'm kind of excited to get to be a part of this one as it's really taking off. Even though, as I mentioned, I don't have a lot of time to play right now. But I'm looking forward to playing it when I do have time. Well, that concludes the main part of our show today. But as we close, now with every eye closed and every head bowed, I know you might be driving or doing something else, but this is serious, people. Pull over and really listen to what I'm about to tell you. As I said before, you don't know how many days you have. That means you don't know how many days you have left to tell others about this podcast. So use the time that you have. Why not tonight? Why not right now? Get your phone, text someone you love, and tell them about this show. Because maybe it is the one thing that will heal their life. Okay, so again, our theme song is Be Thou My Vision from the 8-Bit Hymnal by Mr. Tyler Larson. You can find him on all streaming platforms. You can follow me on Instagram, or on Facebook at Pop Culture Pastor. The show is edited and produced by me. You're now dismissed. Go in peace.